Welcome into the Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. I'm Robert Ash, the host of the Degenerate Gambler. This podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. We got a supersized podcast for you today on this Saturday, the 27th day of February, 2021. Ten bets for you on a uh, full slate Saturday. And we'll start things off at Assembly Hall in Bloomington, Indiana. It's the Indiana Hoosiers 12-11 and 11 on the season, hosting the Michigan Wolverines, who are 17-1 and 1 on the year. Indiana 10-12-1 against the spread this season. Michigan is 14-4 and 4 against the spread. Michigan is an 8.5-point favorite. The Wolverines averaging 79.1 points per game. They shoot 39% from three-point range. Indiana averaging 72.1 points per game. They shoot 35% from three-point range. Michigan has won eight of the last 10 meetings with Indiana. Michigan has covered in eight of those last 10 meetings as well. Michigan is 5-1 against the spread in their last six games. 7-0 against the spread in their last seven against Indiana. 5-1 against the spread in their last six on the road. 10-2 against the spread in their last 12 games against the Big Ten competition. On the Indiana side, they're 1-6 against the spread in their last seven games played on a Saturday. 1-4 against the spread in their last five games played on a Saturday at home. Now, Michigan and Indiana have yet to meet this season. Uh, the Wolverines are riding a six-game winning streak after knocking off uh, a top-10 Iowa team on uh, Thursday, 79-57, to a game that was uh, a one-point game at halftime. Michigan shot 60% in the second half and rolled over the Iowa Hawkeyes um, easily. Uh, Indiana on Wednesday lost to Rutgers, 74-63. The Hoosiers have lost two straight and three of their last four. Entering today's game, uh, Michigan eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, 64% of the money coming in on Michigan, minus eight-and-a-half. We're going to jump in on that as well. Michigan has been impressive, save for the first half of their first game back from their COVID pause against the uh, against Wisconsin since that COVID pause. Um, they have uh, won games rather easily against good competition. Uh, that includes Wisconsin. That includes Iowa. They uh, came from behind to beat Ohio State last Sunday. Uh, Michigan is in a tier by itself just below Gonzaga and Baylor, in my opinion. Uh, and then everyone else kind of falls behind Michigan in that regard. I think three of the four one seeds have already been locked up with Baylor, uh, Gonzaga, and uh, Michigan. Everyone else playing for that fourth one seed. I think Michigan's trying to continue uh, to stay hot. Uh, going to Indiana is always a tough place to play, but the the uh, trend tells you, you know, Ohio or Michigan's won their last seven against the spread against Indiana. I don't see that changing. Uh, Michigan, I think, is a much better team than Indiana. I think Michigan blows Indiana out. Give me Michigan minus 8.5 at Indiana. Next up from Auburn Arena in Auburn, Alabama, it is the Auburn Tigers, 11-13 on the season, hosting the Tennessee Volunteers, who are 16-6 on the year. Auburn 10-11-3 against the spread this season. Uh, Tennessee 12-10 against the number. Volunteers are 7.5-point favorites. Tennessee averaging 72.8 points per game, shooting 34% from three-point range. Auburn averaging 77.9 points per game. They shoot 32.7% from three-point range. 
Auburn has won six of the last 10 meetings overall with Tennessee. Auburn has covered in seven of the last 10 against Tennessee as well. Now, Tennessee is 0-5 against the spread in their last five against the Auburn Tigers, 3-7 against the spread in their last 10 games against SEC competition. On the Auburn side, they're 1-4-1 against the spread in their last six games, 1-5-1 against the spread in their last seven played in February, also 4-2 against the spread in their last six games played on a Saturday. Now, Tennessee is coming off a 70-58 win over Vanderbilt on Wednesday. The Vols have actually rotated wins and losses in their last six games. Auburn's lost three in a row in six of seven. Auburn coming off a 74-57 shellacking by Florida on on Tuesday. Uh, Auburn without Sharif Cooper, their best player. He's expected to be gone for the rest of the season. He is listed as doubtful for today's game. Uh, I don't think he'll play at all. Uh, I think his career actually is over because Auburn will not play in the SEC tournament or the NCAA tournament due to a postseason ban. Uh, So Auburn really just has two games left after today. Uh, I don't think Cooper is coming back, so I don't feel like he'll play again the rest of the season. Tennessee is 7.5-point favorite, 62% of the money coming in on Tennessee. And I think the spread's pretty low. Uh, I think Tennessee should be a bigger favorite than that. So you know where I'm leaning. Volunteers minus 7.5. Tennessee is an enigma right now. They've got so much talent, but they are not playing well, and they have not been playing well uh, since SEC play began. Uh, And I don't really have an answer for what's going on. Uh, That being said, Auburn without Sharif Cooper, we saw it on Tuesday. They were horrendous in that game with Florida. I don't think that changes today. I think Tennessee, even with their B or C game, I think uh, is the team to beat in this one. Uh, Give me uh, Tennessee at minus 7.5 at Auburn. All right, moving on. Next up. We go to the Conte Forum in Boston. It is the Boston College Eagles, 3-13 on the season, hosting the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who are 9-12 on the year. Boston College is 7-9 against the spread so far this season. Notre Dame 10-11 against the number. Notre Dame comes in 8-point favorites. The Irish averaging 71.8 points per game, shooting 37.3% from three-point range. Boston College averaging 71.3 points per game. They shoot 32.8% from three-point range. Notre Dame has won nine of the last 10 meetings with Boston College. Notre Dame is covered in six of those last 10 meetings as well. Irish 5-2 against the spread in their last seven. 9-4 against the spread in their last 13 against Boston College. 4-2 against the spread in their last six played in February. 4-1 against the spread in their last five games played on a Saturday. Meanwhile, Boston College 2-4 against the spread in their last six. 1-7 against the spread in their last eight games at home. 4-9 4-9 against the spread in the last 13 games against ACC competition. Now, Notre Dame has lost two in a row coming into this one, including a loss on Tuesday to Louisville, uh, 69-57. to Boston College has lost four straight and eight of nine. That includes a loss two weeks ago in their last game against Syracuse, 75-67. Boston College coming off of COVID uh, pause as well as uh, being an eight-point underdog, 80% of the money is in on Notre Dame at uh, minus eight. We're going to jump in on that as well. Uh, Notre Dame, not only is the better team, uh, 
again, Boston College coming off the COVID pause. We've seen way too many teams coming off COVID pauses struggle in that first game back. Even Michigan did for a half against Wisconsin coming off their COVID pause, but they probably are the best example of a team that played well coming off of it. Uh, But they're also one of the best teams in the country. So, I mean, that's semi-expected. So I don't expect Boston College at 3-13 to to bounce back and, and play well today even at home against a Notre Dame team uh, that's uh, playing out the string as well. Uh, But I like the Irish minus eight in this one, so give me Notre Dame minus eight at Boston College. Next up from the Little John Coliseum in Clemson, South Carolina, it is the Clemson Tigers, 14-5 and on the season, hosting the Miami Hurricanes, who are 7-14 and on the year. Clemson 10-8-1 against the spread so far this season. Miami 9-12 against the number. Clemson coming in as uh, 13 point favorites in this one. Uh, Clemson averaging 65.3 points per game. They shoot 32.2% from three point range. Miami averaging 66.3 points per game. They shoot 29.3% from three point range. Uh, coming into this one, the two teams have split their last 10 meetings overall at five wins apiece. Miami is 5 4 and 1 against the spread in those last 10 meetings. Now Miami 2 and 7 against the spread in their last 9, 4 and 2 against the spread in their last 6 against Clemson, 0 and 5 against the spread in their last 5 games on the road. And uh, on the uh, Clemson side, they are 4 and 2 against the spread in their last 6 games. Also 4 and 1 against the spread in their last 5 games played in February, but 1 and 4 against the spread in their last 5 games played on a Saturday. Injuries have been a killer for Miami this season. Uh they're without Chris Likes uh uh, one of their best players are actually missing seven scholarship players due to injury. Uh, and it's a team that has lost eight of its last nine, including four straight. Uh, Miami lost to Florida State on uh, Wednesday, 88-71 in their last game. Now, Clemson has one of four straight and five of six. They also played on Wednesday and routed Wake Forest 60-39. to uh, Clemson again comes in as a 13-point favorite, 61% of the money coming in. On the Clemson Tigers at uh, minus 13. And we're going to jump in on that as well. Uh, this Clemson team starting to get things figured out. Uh, they hit a lull when they come back from their COVID break where they actually lost four straight. Four of their five losses came uh, right after the COVID uh, situation. Uh, but they have righted the ship, uh, have the Tigers. And uh, I feel like without Chris Likes, without seven scholarship players due to injury, that this is a Miami team that is thin, it is decimated. It literally is trying to just play out the string and finish out the season. I think Clemson has so much more to play for. So give me the Tigers, minus 13 at home against Miami. All right, next up from the McHale Center in Tucson, Arizona, the Arizona Wildcats, 16-8 and on the season, hosting the Washington Huskies, who are 5-19 and on the year. Uh, Arizona comes in 13 and a half point favorites in this one. Uh, do Arizona. Uh, they are averaging, or the Wildcats, 75.7 points per game. They shoot 37.8% from three point range. Washington averaging 66.2 points per game. They shoot 33% from three point range. Arizona has won seven of the last 10 meetings overall with Washington. The two teams have split their last 10 meetings against the spread at five wins apiece. Now, Washington is 4-2 against the spread in their last six games and 4-2 and against the spread in their last six games played in February. Uh, meanwhile, Arizona 3-7 and seven against the spread in their last 10 games played in February. 
three and nine against the spread in their last twelve games played on a Saturday. Now, looking into this game, Washington has lost two straight. Both of those, by the way, to Arizona State, ninety-seven sixty-four on Tuesday, eighty to seventy-two on Thursday. Uh, Washington's lost eight of ten overall, uh, dating back into uh, into January. Arizona has won two straight, including beating Washington on Thursday. Washington State, excuse me, on Thursday, sixty-nine to fifty-three. Um, Arizona's in a stretch and where they've where they've lost four of their last seven, uh, but at home as thirteen and a half point favorites against Washington, with ninety-three percent of the money coming in on Arizona, minus thirteen and a half. We're going to jump in on that and kind of follow the money on this one. Washington has been playing better of late. Uh, but Arizona really needs this game. Uh, Arizona fighting for an NCAA tournament berth. And uh, one way for them to get it, and probably the only way for them to get it, is to continue to win. Uh, th- they need wins a- in the worst possible way. And I think uh, the desperate team is is uh, Arizona. So we'll go Arizona minus 13.5 at home against Washington. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We got five more college basketball bets for you coming up in just a moment. This is the Degenerate Gambler. Welcome back into the Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. We got five more college basketball bets for you on this Saturday. We'll kick things off from the Lloyd Noble Center in uh, Norman, Oklahoma. It is Bedlam as the Oklahoma Sooners at fourteen and six on the season host the Oklahoma State Cowboys at fifteen and six on the year. Oklahoma is 12-7-1 against the spread this season. Oklahoma State 11-9-1 against the number. Uh, Oklahoma coming in five-point favorites in this one. Sooners averaging 74.9 points per game. They shoot 32.7% from three-point range. (coughs) Excuse me. Oklahoma State averaging 75.6 points per game. They shoot 33.5% from three-point range. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State have split their last 10 meetings overall at five wins apiece. Oklahoma has covered in six of those last 10 meetings. Now, Oklahoma State is 5-14 and 14 against the spread in their last 19 uh, against Oklahoma, 10-3-1 against the spread in their last 14 games played on a Saturday, 4-0-1 oh, against the spread in their last five games played on a Saturday on the road. Oklahoma 8-3 against the spread in their last 11, 7-3 against the spread in their last 10 games. Seven and three against the spread in their last ten against Big Twelve competition. Now Isaiah Leakey uh, is questionable for Oklahoma State in this one uh, with a hand injury. That is huge for the Sooners. He is, or excuse me, for the Cowboys. He is their second best player behind uh, our projected number one overall pick, Cade Cunningham. Now Oklahoma State has won three straight. That includes a huge win on Tuesday over Texas Tech, seventy-four to uh, sixty-nine. Uh, while Oklahoma snapped a three-game losing streak, losing inexplicably on Wednesday to Kansas State, sixty-two to fifty-seven, uh, that had knocked, that had ended a stretch of eight wins and nine games for Oklahoma, uh, with that stunning loss to Kansas State. Uh, Oklahoma does come in five-point favorites. However, fifty-one percent of the money is coming in on uh, Oklahoma State at plus five. Uh, we're actually going to go against the money and take Oklahoma, and really, I. It, it, there's really only two reasons for this. Um, number one, and the biggest reason is Oklahoma's coming off a uh, just a humiliating loss to Kansas State on Wednesday, and I think they're going to come out with their guns blazing. 
And number two, it's a rivalry game, and they are at home, is Oklahoma. And that's the second reason why we're leaning uh, the side of the um, Oklahoma Sooners in this one. Uh, this Oklahoma team uh, has played really well all season. You know, Wednesday, the exception. Oklahoma State's played surprisingly well as well. Not, I'm taking nothing away from uh, the Sooners in this one. Or excuse me, the Cowboys in this one. But I just think rivalry game. Oklahoma coming off a humiliating loss. They're at home at Lloyd Noble. I, I'm going to lean Sooners. I'll take Oklahoma minus five at home against Oklahoma State. All right, next up from the Dean Smith Center in uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. The North Carolina Tar Heels, 14-8 and eight on the season host. The Florida State Seminoles, who are 14-3 on the season. Now, North Carolina is 9-12-1 against the spread this season. Florida State 10-6-1 against the number. Florida State coming in three-point favorites in this one. The Seminoles averaging 79.7 points per game. They shoot 39% from three-point range. North Carolina averaging 74.1 points per game. They shoot 31.4% from three-point range. Now, North Carolina has won seven of the last ten meetings overall with Florida State. North Carolina also 7-2-1 against the spread in those last ten meetings. Florida State is 7-2-1 against the spread in their last ten games. 2-8-1 against the spread in their last 11 games against North Carolina. 13-6-1 against the spread in their last 20 games played in the month of February. Now, on the uh, North Carolina side, they're 1-5 against the spread in their last six games while playing as an underdog uh, MJ Walker is questionable for Florida State on Saturday, but he is expected to play for the Seminoles. Uh, we'll see if that comes to fruition or not. Uh, but it is a Florida State team that is red hot. They've won nine of ten. That includes a, a blowout of Miami on Wednesday, eighty-eight to seventy-one. Their lone loss in their last ten games was a stunning loss at Georgia Tech, seventy-six sixty-five, back on January thirtieth. Um, North Carolina coming off an 83-70 non-conference loss on Wednesday to Marquette in a game that was scheduled last week uh, on a run because of North Carolina having uh, dealing with teams that were on pauses where they couldn't play a conference matchup. They line up a non-conference game. Uh, that had snapped a two-game winning streak, including that 99-54 thrashing last Saturday of Louisville. Uh, so North Carolina coming off a 13-point loss to a under 500 Marquette team. Uh, Florida State continues to be red hot. They are the class of the ACC uh, this season. Uh, Three-point favorites are Florida State. 79% of the money coming in on Florida State at uh, minus three. And uh, we're going to jump in on some of that as well. Uh, Florida State is not only the better team, I think they're the much better team coming into this one. And... Um, we always talk about low spreads, uh, you know, riding a team uh, with the um, with the more talent, and the more talent does reside uh, with uh, the Florida State Seminoles. So, with that said, we're going to go with uh, Florida State minus three at North Carolina. All right. Next up, we go to the West Virginia Coliseum in Morgantown. Uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers, 16-6 and six on the season, hosting the Kansas State Wildcats, who are 7-18 and 18 on the year. West Virginia, 12-10 and 10 against the spread so far this season. Kansas State is 9-15 and 15 against the number. West Virginia coming in 14.5-point favorites. Mountaineers averaging 77.6 points per game. They're shooting 36.7% from three-point range. 
Kansas State averages just 62 points per game, shooting 29.5% from three-point range. West Virginia has won six of the last 10 meetings overall with Kansas State. The two teams have split their last 10 meetings at five wins apiece. Now, Kansas State is 5-1 against the spread in their last six games, 5-1 against the spread in their last six against Big 12 competition, and 5-1 against the spread in their last six games played in February. Now, West Virginia, 4-1 against the spread in their last five games, 4-1 against the spread in their last five games played in February, but 4-9 against the spread in their last 13 games played on a Saturday. Now, Kansas State has won two straight after snapping an eight-game losing streak. That includes the win over Oklahoma on Wednesday, 62-57. Uh, they beat Texas Christian last Saturday to snap their losing streak, 62-54. West Virginia's also won two in a row in five of six. Uh, that includes a win over TCU on a Tuesday for West Virginia, 74-66. Their lone loss in that five wins in six games was a one-point double overtime loss to Oklahoma at home uh, two Saturdays ago. Now, West Virginia coming in 14.5-point favorites, 89% of the money coming in on West Virginia at minus 14.5. And, and we're going to follow the money on this one. Uh, I don't think Kansas State has two fantastic performances against top 25 teams in a row in them. Uh, I think West Virginia... Uh, it's trying to keep some momentum going as they get ready uh, to prepare for the Big 12 tournament. Uh, so, I mean, I really like West Virginia in this one. I think West Virginia uh, puts it on Kansas State. Kansas State doesn't score the ball very well, while West Virginia's defense not as good as they normally are under Bob Huggins. Their offense is the best it's been under Bob Huggins, and I feel like West Virginia's going to be able to score plenty of points. They'll be able to play enough defense against an average offense uh, to, to win comfortably. Uh, give me West Virginia minus 14.5 at home against Kansas State. All right, next up from Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, Kansas, it is the Kansas Jayhawks, 17-8 on the season, hosting the second-ranked Baylor Bears, 18-0 on the year. Kansas 12-11-1 against the spread so far this season, while Baylor is 13 and five against the spread uh, this season. Baylor coming in five-point favorites in this one. The Bears averaging 86.4 points per game. They shoot 43% from three-point range. Kansas averaging 73.6 points per game. They shoot 34.9% from three-point range. Kansas has won seven of the last 10 meetings overall with Baylor. Baylor has a 5-4-1 record against the spread in those last 10 meetings. Baylor is 13-5 against spread in their last 18 games. Uh, Baylor 5-2 against the spread in their last seven games played on a Saturday. Kansas is 5-0-1 against spread in their last six games. 5-0-1 against spread in their last six against Big 12 opponents as well. 4-0-1 against spread in their last five games uh, this season. Now, Baylor has won every game this season. They had to come from 22 down to beat Iowa State 77-72 on on Tuesday, but that's somewhat forgivable because Baylor had not played in 21 days prior to that. They were coming off a of COVID pause, and it showed early, but it also showed the resiliency resiliency of the of the Bears as they were able to come from 22 down uh, to beat Iowa State by five. Meanwhile, Kansas uh, is coming off a 75-72 loss on Tuesday to Texas that had snapped a five-game Jayhawk winning streak. In the process, that game, by the way, went to overtime before Texas was able to pull it out. 
Baylor coming in five-point favorites. However, 60% of the money is coming in on Kansas at plus five. We're going to go against the money. We're going to take uh, we're going to take Baylor in this one. Baylor's been so good this season, been so good against the spread. Uh, while Kansas is on a little bit of a hot streak against the spread as well, uh, I think this t- this comes down to the team with the more talent. It's a small spread. The game's at Allen Fieldhouse, but it's not the same Allen Fieldhouse you normally play in uh, with because of COVID. Uh, I think Baylor shook the rust off in the second half of that uh, game with Iowa State and started to assert itself. Once again, it's one of the two best teams in the country. We're going to uh, take that and say that they're back to normal, or at least somewhat to normal. I think Baylor shakes it off. They've got a tough stretch coming up. It starts today with this Kansas game. Uh, but I think Baylor gets the victory at uh, at Lawrence, at Kansas. Uh, they win by more than five, so give me Baylor minus five at Kansas. All right, and our final bet is from the Colorado Event Center in Boulder, Colorado. The Colorado Buffaloes, 18-7 and seven on the season, host the UCLA Bruins, who are 17-5 and five on the year. Uh, Colorado, 14-11 and 11 against the spread this season. UCLA, 11-11 and 11 against the number. Colorado coming in six-point favorites. Buffaloes averaging 73.8 points per game. They shoot 37% from three-point range. Uh, UCLA averaging 73.5 points per game. They also shoot 37% from three-point range. You can tell by those two stats alone that uh, this is a pretty close contest uh, statistically coming into this one. Now, UCLA has won six of their last 10 meetings overall with Colorado. UCLA is covered in six of those last 10 meetings. However, the Bruins are 2-8 and eight against the spread in their last 10. UCLA 10-5 and five against the spread in their last 15 against Colorado. 1-5 against the spread in their last six on the road are the Bruins. And UCLA two and four against the spread in their last six played in February. Colorado three and six against the spread in their last nine. Four and ten against the spread in their last fourteen played in February. One and four against the spread in their last five games played on a Saturday. Now UCLA is missing its best player for the remainder of the season, uh, Chris Smith, uh, due to a knee injury. And UCLA is uh, while they have won four straight, they have not really been impressive in those wins. Uh, Minus the win on Thursday against Utah, 76-61. It was a one-point win over Arizona State. Uh, They pulled away at the end to beat Arizona by 14, a three-point win over a bad Washington team in that stretch as well. So they're still trying to find their footing without Chris Smith. Colorado's 1-2 straight. That includes an 80-62 pummeling of a top-20 USC team at home on Thursday. Uh, Colorado... Uh, starting to right the ship a little bit. They are six-point favorites. Now, the money is split 50-50 on the bet between minus six Colorado and plus six UCLA. So there's no following the money here. It's about taking the team that you think is better. I think Colorado's the better team, especially with Chris Smith not playing for UCLA. Um, Colorado is a six-point favorite. We're going to take the Buffaloes. We'll give up the six points at home against UCLA. So our 10 college basketball bets once again are Michigan minus 8.5 at Indiana, Tennessee minus 7.5 at Auburn, Arizona minus 13.5 at home against Washington, Clemson minus 13 at home against Miami, Notre Dame minus 8 at Boston College, Oklahoma minus 5 at home against Oklahoma State, Florida State minus 3 at North Carolina, West Virginia minus 14.5 at home against Kansas State, Baylor minus five at Kansas, Colorado minus six at home against Southern Cal. 
So that'll wrap up the podcast for today. We do thank you for listening. Remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can do so at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And until tomorrow, this is The Degenerate Gambler.